Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in for the last episode of 2020. It's a special one to wrap things up, and I'm excited to announce our guest for today, my good friend, Constantine Johns. Professionally, Constantine has been with the Bloomberg Industry Group for the past six years. They're a source of business information for executives. His customer-centric approach, his ability to ask deeper questions and co-create a vision with his business partners has led him to be an outlier and be the number one sales executive at Bloomberg for the past two years. Personally, he's dedicated to his journey of self-awareness and self-development, working to be the best version of himself that he can possibly be. These are the driving forces in his life, and he aspires to make a positive impact in every interaction he has. With Constantine, it's always more than sales. It's about partnership, and it's about collaboration. We touch on that, plus we cover Constantine's sales journey and, and his evolution over the years, how he has consistently become the number one sales rep at Bloomberg, and what did 2020 look like for Constantine and how he's planning to lead into 2021. This was a great episode to wrap up what has been an unprecedented year. And now let's wait no further and dive right into it. Constantine, thank you for joining an episode of The Growth Lab on this Sunday afternoon. Tej, so happy to be with you, brother. It's my pleasure. I'm uh, so very excited for our time. Yeah, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. I know you were doing a little bit of travels and uh, it's, it's around Christmas time. So I, I appreciate you, you taking the time and joining us today. Um, I think a good starting point for us, Constantine, is, is really your journey of moving into sales. And I think it's a good starting point because then that spider webs into a lot of different things about your life and who you become today. Uh, but let's start there. Let's start uh, around your journey of, of moving into sales. Sure, sure. Uh, sales is such a, a loaded word, uh, Tejan. And really, that's a, a loaded question, as you said, spider webs in, in many different directions. Um, my journey of, of sales has evolved over the years, uh, many, many different times over. And it really started kind of back in my, my freshman year of college when I was first introduced into sales from, a, from an internship. Uh, so the internship was with a company called University Directories and they were the largest campus publication advertiser. So if you remember student publications, whether it was your planner, your directory, and back in the print days, I guess <laughs> maybe I'm aging myself a little bit more now, but, um, but I remember walking on campus to a, to a career fair as a freshman and I was walking around to the booths and first question that every recruiter would ask is, hey, what, what year are you? And me being a freshman, I'm like, okay, cool, freshman. No one else in there was a freshman. Everyone was junior, senior, looking for their, for their first job out of college and everything like that. And uh, I remember coming up to my, my then boss, her name was Annie Wilkinson, and uh, 
crush, I mean, crushed the interview and got, got my job. Um, but it was, it was a sales job. I was selling advertising in student publications. I remember telling my parents that day is like, Hey, I got, got a job, got an interview and telling them it was sales. And of course, being the loving parents that they are. And I've got such a tremendous tribe in such a, an amazing village that supports me in everything that I do. They didn't tell me at the time, but I would later find out that they were, um, let's just say skeptical, a little bit hesitant <laughs> about me going into sales. Um, I didn't know that sales was what I wanted to do. I knew from a very young age, I loved business. I loved helping people. Um, and sales was just at the time was the vehicle for that. So through that first summer, um, I remember my, my first my first setup of, of business in that stage was I went to the University of Denver, which was a operating on a quarter system. So I started later in the summer doing my sales than anyone else who was at a semester system school. They already had a head start. So I would always see the numbers and everyone was ahead of me. When, when I started my summer, I was at zero and everyone else, everyone else was 10 grand up, 15 grand up. I'm like, okay, I've got a long way to go. But that was my driving force at that time is, hey, I needed to be number one. I had to have the highest amount of sales to be successful. Um, and, and that summer I was, I was the, the number one rep in my region. Um, and then in the entire nation out of roughly 700 students, I was fifth in the, in the country. Um, and that was a, a huge springboard for me, Tej. From there, I went on to be a, uh, an area sales manager with that company and, and leading uh, various teams in sales. And it was just cool to get a taste for what this looks like and what my journey was. But that was, um, that was my first toe in the water of, of sales, if you will. Yeah, that, that's, that's such a good starting point and, and a good starting point for sales too and, and early success. Uh, I'm assuming you were hooked after, uh, after, after having that early success and, you know, and, and we'll, we'll get to this and we'll fast forward to where you are today with Bloomberg and, and the success you've uh, achieved and being the number one rep in Bloomberg too. But, you know, backing up, I wanted to ask, you know, fundamentally, where do you get this drive? And, and you said, right, as you joined, you wanted to be uh, the number one rep at this at this first sales jobs when you were a freshman, right? Like that's that's quite ambitious because uh, a lot of freshmen in college, and I know I was, you were thinking about the next party or or going to the next <laughs> bar, right? You're not really thinking about uh, your your career success. So, I guess the the two part question to that is one is where do you get the drive, and and how have you sustained it over time? Sure, no, it's a great question, Tej. I think. I like the way, okay, yeah, at, at college years and college ages, yeah, you're not thinking about my my future or anything like that. I mean, it was definitely an, an ego stroke at, at that time is like, hey, I wanted to be number one so that I was number one and and telling, I mean, at 18, 19, 20 years old, you want to look, you want to look good, you want to do good. Um, and that was, that was a big driving force for me, but it's also the... And I think it's innate. I mean, I, I attribute so much of my success to, to my family, to my parents and, and how they raised me and with incredible values, incredible morals. To this day, I still know that, that my, my dad always tells me, I mean, integrity is the only thing in life that cannot be taken from you. Mm-hmm. So I, I really try and live my life in, in integrity. Um, and those values are, are what drives me in my day-to-day life. 
and when I went through sales, I mean, interacting with, with clients was such a fun thing for me. I mean, I remember to this day as well, my, my kindergarten teacher, uh, Miss Patterson would always tell me and tell my parents, he asks a lot of questions. <laughs> And I remember, uh, and this is a, a, another good segue into uh, one of our, our mastermind groups, Abundant. And we were sitting in our immersion, our, for, our intro immersion, and we were going around the circle, what I love about Tej, what I love about Constantine. And, and Ben Skemper, one of the leaders of, of Abundant, said, what I love about Constantine is his curiosity. And so this theme keeps from, from freaking kindergarten <laughs> to, to being 22, 23, 24 years old. And that theme of curiosity has carried through. And that's something that I pride myself on is being genuinely curious. When I ask about how your day is going, Tej, what's the best part of your day? What are you grateful for? I really care. That means a lot to me. And um, being in quote unquote sales is a, is a wonderful environment for that because you really want to get to know where the other person is coming from. So in a roundabout way, I mean, why I wanted to be successful or why I wanted to be number one wasn't necessarily, yes, there were parts of my ego that, hey, I wanted to be number one for, for the money, for the recognition, all of that, but really continued to evolve over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been wonderful just seeing, seeing that progress for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. And you know, as we think about the evolution of, of sales and, um, you know, just to kind of back up really quickly, the curiosity piece is so big, right? And, and having that really giving a shit about, about <laughs> what you're doing, it's so big too. So those are fundamentals in sales. If you have that down, you know, the rest will take care of itself, the curiosity, the cushioning, and then, you know, really caring for the success of the people you're working with. Uh, so I think if, if that was embedded uh, for, in you from, from a really, really young age, I can see why you've gotten the success that you've gotten and you know one of the things that you you said in the beginning right like sales is such a a loaded thing right it's it has so many um connotations uh, attached to it right and you talked about your evolution with sales and how you perceive sales has evolved over time uh so let's talk about that a little bit you know was when you think of how you perceived sales when you first joined you know in your first position to how that has evolved over time and, and how? Yeah, no, I think education is so crucial and, and professional and personal development is crucial in every aspect of your life. And so where, where my, I mean, my initial education of, of what sales was is as many of ours is, is, hey, used car salesman, sleazy, um, I'm just getting on to the to the next sale or the next number, everything like that. So that's that's what we're ingrained with, whether it's through school or whether it's what we're taught or anything like that. I mean, sales is a necessity, of course, and and I like to to change the wording of it really, Tej, and move from sales to what I what I call myself in today's day and age is is a person of influence. Mm -hmm. My job is to to influence people. Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing is, is totally your perception, but really it's, it's finding, I, I like to find the problems. I'm not, yes, I problem solve, but I'm switching from problem solving to problem finding. If I can ask the good questions with you, Tej, if I can understand where you're coming from 
and really put myself in your shoes, then we can co-create our vision together. And that comes from good line of questioning, understanding, being empathetic. Um, and those aren't things that when I say, oh, Teja, I'm in sales, you're not going to ask or say, hey, Constantine, you must be really good at being empathetic. You must be really good at this. No, we're not, we're not taught that. We're not educated in that way. And so that is where it's so crucial in today's day and age for these next generations that are stepping into sales, into influence, is it's not the, the used sales carsman and, and going in and saying, all right, well, Judy, you're going to look really good in this blue car. And all stuff. <laughs> it's, it's something totally different now. And, and I love I have loved and continue to love redefining that not only for myself, but for people I coach, for people I interact with, for people who ask me, Constantine, why, why are you good at this? Why do you do what you do? And for me, that, that answer continues to change. I mean, where before it was, um, I mean, I don't even know what it was before. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm really good because, because I do care. But the other, I mean, there's many aspects of that stage where I think I do ask, and I, I tell this to my teams all the time, I ask deeper questions than, than probably all of you combined. I ask the questions of, Tej, why, why are we having this conversation today? Why do you want to speak to, to me? Why do you want to speak to Bloomberg about how we could potentially partner? Those aren't sales questions. But those are genuinely curious questions that I have to understand. I don't want to waste your time, Tej. I don't want to waste my time. How can we come up with a vision together and co-create that? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing in sales and influence for me. It takes two to tango. This isn't just a one-sided deal where I'm saying, Tej, this is your problem. Here's the solution. Take it or leave it and good luck. That to me, that's sales. That is sales. It's a transaction mm -hmm. where I am an influence. It goes both ways. It's saying, okay, well, Tej, where, where are we now? And where would we like to be? Where we would like to be, okay, where, where is that trail? How, how do we get there? And maybe I see things differently than you do. And you see things differently than I do. And that is, that's good influence. Um, and that's really what has shifted for me over the years. And, and I know we'll talk about a lot of what has led to that, but I think that that evolution of sales to influence has been crucial in, in my career and is something that, that I've so enjoyed learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. And for a career or a, a profession that we both love, I, I just, I just love uh, you know, how you, how you went through that. And I see it in the same way as, is really shifting the consciousness around sales, right? And how, how people perceive it, but then also people in the profession of sales, how they perceive it, because that's so big too. It's, it's how do you show up to client meetings? How do you show up to your interactions? Are you showing up from a place of, you know, simply transactional, or um, from a place of need and just getting something out of them to what you said so beautifully of, of being a person of influence to help them get to a place where they need to go, but perhaps they don't see it yet. Being empathetic, uh, being curious. And I loved the aspect of co-creating, right? Because sales, 
you know, you can't get anywhere without your buyers, right? Like you can make a sale without the buyer. And sometimes in sales, you can get into a position of wanting to be like, I'm going to drive this sale. I'm going to crush this sale. And, you know, you kind of want to take all of the credit, but at the end of the day, it's 50, 50, right? Like you're coming in with a product and you're coming in with the benefits to the client, but then the client has to receive the benefits and, and, and the product and it has to really be a co-creation. So I, I, Absolutely. I, I, I love that aspect of it. And I think Tej to add on to that too, is like, long story short, it's just more fulfilling. It mm-hmm. feels better. And I'm not to say the people who, who are car salesmen or anything like that are, are bad salespeople at all. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say, but my, my purpose, my passion is to be fulfilled in, in, in what I'm doing. And it feels better when I can, can confidently say to you, Tej, this is going to be a solution that we can take forward together that is going to get us to, to where you would like to go, where we would like to go together. Mm-hmm. Versus, as I, was, as I was saying before, hey, the transaction of, hey, here's, here's what you're signing up for, Tej, and I'll see you next year come renewal. That's not, that's not fun to me as, as I know it isn't for you. I mean, that is where passion comes into play. And that is one thing, another thing. I mean, I talked about curiosity. I talk about passion and hopefully you, our listeners can, can hear us, hear it in my voice too. I care about this a lot. I, I fucking love what I do. This is something that, that I continue to create for myself, for others. And I try and ignite that fire in others because it is, it's fun. It's uh, exhilarating. I mean, it gets you, it gives you that high. It, it puts you in that state of, of flux of, I, I, don't, I don't know really what to call it, but I mean, you know, when you're just in tune and you're firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. that's where I want every aspect of my life to be. And if I can help that, help create that in others, then I'm doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you talk about the fire and the passion and, and bringing that out in, in everything that you're doing and specifically in the channel of sales, let's talk about that a little bit. Did you, um, did you always feel that fire and passion or was it cultivated over time? And, uh, you know, what were some of the things? And I know we talked about, uh, we started to scratch the surface on Abundant and I'm assuming that was a part of this journey too. And just to, uh, just to kind of emphasize what Abundant is or just kind of give, give the audience, they've heard it many a times. I've had a lot of people on the, uh, on, uh, on the episodes from- Some of our uh, favorite people. <laughs> yeah, from, from Epic. It used to be Epic Impact, now Abundant. And essentially it's a, it's a mastermind of sales professionals, entrepreneurs, purpose-driven individuals coming together to, to create a higher vision for themselves, right? So that's, that's in a nutshell, if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes, that's what Abundant is. And that's where Constantine and I met, right? So just wanted to give that context really quickly. Now, backing up to what I was asking Constantine is the, the fire and the passion piece. Did you always feel that? If not, you know, how did you cultivate it over time? Because I can imagine a lot of salespeople hearing this and saying, I want some of that. <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you cultivate that passion in the fire? It sounds like you, you have that passion, but how, you know, how do I get some of that? Uh, so so let's, I, I let's... want what he's eating. What, what cave, what is Constantine <laughs> on? What is Tage and Constantine smoke on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, no. I mean, I think it's, um, Short answer, Tej, is like, yes, that fire was always there, but 
it wasn't ignited. I mean, it's, it's like having the pilot light in your fire pit or your fireplace. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, how do I make that burn brighter? Um, I remember, so, so kind of going back to my start in sales, my internship with university directories. So my sophomore year, when I was a regional director, um, I had met the, the VP of sales at Bloomberg, who was a career partner of, of university directories. So here I am 19 years old, don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life. I know I'm okay at sales, decent at sales. Um, and I walk up to, I'm just going through the career fair and, and I meet the, uh, the sales director. His name was, was Rick Montella. Amazing, amazing leader. And so he's like, Constantine, I, I'd love to hire you. We'd love to, to have you here at Bloomberg. Mind you, again, I'm, I'm 19, 20 years old. No idea what I'm doing with my life. And I'm like, well, I've got a few more years of college. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to finish. Um, and he's like, cool, we'll, we'll stay in touch and, and we'll continue that conversation. Long story short, fast forward a couple more years, uh, I interview with Google, I interview with the NHL, I interview with a bunch of different organizations. I ended up working with with going to Bloomberg. Uh, So I moved out to DC two days after I graduated um, college. So fresh out of college, start with Bloomberg, went in through an awesome training career. Um, I started kind of in customer support, went in through inside sales, and then into an outside sales story uh, in Portland, Oregon. Um, and everything to that point, I remember was, Hey, sales, of course, is just about numbers. You have to be money motivated. And I remember in my interview with, with Rick Montel, he's like, why, why are you in sales? Are you, what, what motivates you? And I remember, I always prided myself on this and still kind of to this day, I mean, it's evolved, it's shifted, but I always said, I'm not, I'm not in this for the money. I don't, I don't, I'm not in sales and yes, you can make amazing money and you can, can set yourself up for tremendous success being in sales, but that was not my passion. And I remember saying that in my interview and he's like, what the, what are you doing? (laughs) Why do you want to do this then? And, and to that point, it was still being like curious. I want to help people. I really want to serve people. That was my, my grounding force. Like kept me in alignment with why I was doing what I was doing. Um, but when I started out in Portland in my outside sales territory, everything that was shoved down my throat was like, hit your fucking quota, Constantine, hit these numbers. You got to hit these numbers. And that, I mean, being 20, so I was what, 21 years old, I had no, no idea of what else I should be doing or thinking about. So I was like, okay, I got to hit these numbers, got to hit these numbers. I remember probably three months, four months in, I was hitting my numbers. And then this was like September of 2016 or something like that. I missed my first month of quota. And that was my mindset is like, I have to hit this number. This is everything that I'm working towards. And as you've heard in sales books or podcasts, I mean, that's like the sales breath. It's like, Tej, buy from me. Like you need this right now. And that was my my way of selling before. Um, That's all I knew. And then I remember probably around that same time frame is when I got a cold email, a cold LinkedIn message from one of our previous podcast um, hosts or, or joiners, Brian Hines, a, a few a few episodes ago. Um, one of one of both Tasia's and I's uh, great great friends and great colleagues. So Brian reaches out to me on LinkedIn and he's like, "Hey, Constantine, uh, reaching out to top sales performers. I was I was doing well in my role." Um, and he's like, Hey, I want you to, have you ever thought about a a mastermind organization? I don't remember exact his exact wording, but 
I had no idea that this stuff existed out there. And Brian and I had conversations. He asked me questions that I have never been asked in my life. Where are you in your life, Constantine, on a scale of one to 10 on your, your productivity, on your passion, your purpose, all this stuff. I'm like, holy shit, I've never, I've never thought of this. Yeah. And from that point, really got me thinking. So long story short, I went to my intro immersion out in San Francisco. And from that day, from that weekend, I never thought about a quota number again. And that was really a, a starting off point for, for a shift in mindset, a different, a different way of thinking. Because where, where, where I am now, Tej, is if I focus on the one thing in life that we can control, everyone in life, this isn't just me, this is everyone. The one thing in life we can control is us is me, who I am, who Constantine is, who Tej is. That's the only thing we can control. And we'll talk about this later, but I mean, 2020, everything else is out of our control. And that is something I continue to struggle with to this day is that that release of control. But from that point, Tej, I stopped. No one, I don't set my quota. My company sets my quota, whoever it is, the industry, the world, the universe, however you want to look at it. But if I waste my time, if I waste my energy saying, I have to hit this number, I have to do this, I have to do that, it's an energy suck. But if I focus on being the best version of Constantine that I could possibly be, the numbers, the calls, the clients, everything else simply becomes a byproduct and life becomes fucking easy. Sales becomes easy. And that's the position I want to always be in. I can tell you from that month, from that day, Tej, I've never missed a month of quota in my career. And I've been with Bloomberg five and a half going on six years. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's beautiful the way you explained it. It's the shift from just looking at the quota to the quota of yourself, right? Like, am I, <laughs> am I, am I becoming the best version that I can? Can I show up? Yeah, powerfully every day. Am I competing with the previous me, the yesterday me? Am I getting better every day? And that translates into result now, because in, in sales, that is very much the consciousness, you know, that's, that, that is very much how you're kind of perceiving it. It's very much the quota and, and your worth to your earlier point, your worth starts to get attached to the number. So if you make it, then you're a good person or a successful person. If you don't make it, you're a bad person and, and not a successful person. And that's not true. It's, you know, shifting that lens to yourself. Now, what did that look like for you in practice, right? So when you did start to make this shift to just focusing on yourself, how did that play out? And how has that, you know, how, how do you see it result in um in your numbers right so uh, so two part to it it's like what did it look like in practice so this is we're going back like two three years at this point right to that date you mentioned um yeah so so that's the two part aspect of it if you can yeah i think um there was a lot of everything was new to me i mean like i said before i was never asked those questions that that brian had been asking me i'd never thought in that light. And it goes back to what I was saying that that pilot light that I had always had that burning desire to be to be the best that I could be was like just shot with with gas fluid. It's like, boom, <laughs> like fucking ignited. So it was cool just to be like, okay, this this is there. This has always been there. 
And so I remember that that weekend, my intro immersion was the first time I had meditated, ever been been introduced into that into that light, into that environment. And we hear podcasts, we hear speakers, we hear some of the most successful people in our life. They talk about meditation, they talk about journaling, they talk about this, yet, yet we don't do it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, then you're you're consciously making a choice. And that's one thing that I I really look at in my life, Tej, is like, it's a choice. Whether you're doing this or not doing this, it's still a choice either way. <laughs> and so I remember my my first like visualization that that Ben led us through. I've got tears running down my face, whether it's from, from personal issues that I was going through, professional issues, everything like that, my walls were coming down. And at that point in my life, Tej, I had a self-limiting belief that, that I was not good at emotions, um, that, that I would always project out to others like, hey, I'm fine. Tej, don't worry about me. Like, these are my fucking emotions. Like, I'm good. It's, it's not your, I always felt like a burden. Um, to people, if they were asking Constantine, how are you? And obviously, I mean, I, I, I would wear my emotions on my sleeve, like physically, they could tell I'm upset or unhappy or anything like that. But I'm good. I'm fine. Like, don't worry about it like that. That is that was who I who I was at that time. And so that was really shedding a lot of layers for me. And, and through that, um, I mean, I have so much, so much gratitude for the organization for for letting me see those parts of me that I was unwilling and or unable to see at that point. And I'm still growing every single day. There's still like, all right, there's that piece of me in there that, that I'm not willing to accept or I have shame on and, and that's okay. That's, that's absolutely a part of life. And so, so through that, I mean, the different practices were, were, were things like meditation, journaling, um, so for the past two, two and a half years, Tej, I have journaled every single day for the past two and a half years. Um, that has been a huge outlet for me. And there, and people ask, well, Constantine, what do you journal about? What is this? What does it do for you? Um, it's going to be different for everyone. I mean, for me, it's, it's stream of consciousness. My mornings are so sacred to me, Tej. Um, this morning, I mean, before, before every, every morning, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to just say this morning, but every morning I wake up, I take my 10 deep breaths. I have uh, a glass of water and then I journal. Um, so I've got kind of like a daily journal. That's just a, a day timer. It's like, okay, today is the, the 20th of December. Here's five, six lines. I just write about what I'm grateful for, uh, what I want today to look like. So I spoke about Hey, I re I'm really excited for, for our podcast with Tej. I'm really excited to serve people. Um, I spoke about being home right now. I'm, I'm home in Colorado with my family and it's so, so wonderful to, to be home and to be surrounded by, by so much love. So I express gratitude for that. And really also um, it's a space for me to manifest. And that's, that's the last piece of my practice that I really want to to highlight, and that's manifesting our reality. I mean, we, we talk about books, Think and Grow Rich by, by Napoleon Hill. We think about um, Jay Shetty, uh, Think Like a Monk. I mean, the, the power that we have mentally is so underwhelmed by everyone thinking, hey, it's just life. I don't control this. Bullshit, you don't control <laughs> this. This is your life. 
<laughs> so, so manifesting Tej is so important to me. I mean, the, the ability of thinking like, Hey, this is going to go well. I'm, I'm going to hit my numbers. I'm going to do this. Like I remember back, I mean, this is a number of years ago. I, I, one of my big, one of my big clients at the time was Nike. Um, and, and working with Nike, I remember they were something that I had wrote on my, um, like 90 day plan when I first moved out to Portland, Oregon was I'm going to sign Nike. And this was like two year or a year, two years before I ever sealed the deal with Nike. But that was something that I worked towards and getting that deal with Nike was like, I, I made that happen. I talked about that. I thought about that consciously and those vibrations that you put out into the world, into the universe, God gives that back to you. God, the universe, whatever you want to think about it as, that gives it back to you. And that is where I express so much gratitude in my life is thank you for, for hearing me. Thank you for receiving me uh, and giving that back. So those practices have been instrumental in, in my success. And I would say are, are ones that I recommend to every, every single pe person that I interact with. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of, lot to unpack there. And those, those, it, it's so essential, the things you mentioned, right. And, and, and thank you for sharing them. And uh, to your point, you hear it over and over and over again, every successful person, you know, talks about these principles and, and their morning routine and, and um, you know, how that's impacted uh, you know, their life in, in so many different ways and, and it being so important. And I often say, common sense is not common practice. And that's what we need to do is, is take these common principles and make it into a common practice. So thank you for sharing that. There's a lot, a lot of powerful tools in there that people can start to adapt. And, you know, you mentioned the meditation piece, you mentioned journaling. Um, the manifestation piece is so big. I've seen this happen in my life over and over again, whenever I am journaling, or I am thinking about something I really want with a really pure intention it happens and it's like freaky how it happens it's like you can't explain it you don't need to explain it you just need to understand it's the law of attraction that you've all heard of but it's like again it's the practice of it and not just understanding it conceptually but actually putting it into practice and how you beautifully explain Constantine it's you know it's the consistency that you've developed and when you whenever you're doing it with consistency and intention it takes place and then you tied all of that up with the gratitude piece is when you do receive, be grateful for, for what you're receiving. Um, and it's like, it can, you know, in some ways, it, some people can see it as voo-voo when you're, when you're not in it or you haven't experienced it. But, you know, the biggest thing I'll say in all of this, as, as Constantine is mentioning is you'll see the results, try it for yourself. And it goes back to the, the principle of growth lab experiment with these things and they continue to come back up and and the thing is to not to reinvent the wheel you know these things work right and they, they work in in sales and, and they work in all other aspects of your life and their common practices and you have to make it into such now Constantine maybe we can just to give the audience um, a little bit of a taste of how that's manifested for you right like share with us you know, where you are at Bloomberg, you know, some of the success you've achieved and how you, you know, attribute that, you know, directly to some of these practices, right? Because then it could become real for people, right? Then, then, then they're thinking about these practices. Okay, what did they look like for Constantine? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the, the streamline there, Tej. I think a lot of it, I mean, goes back to the fact that it is a mindset. And, and to your point, I mean, and the purpose of, of Growth Lab here is 
it's 1%. I'm not saying take everything that Constantine is saying here today, put it into practice. You don't need to go journal every day. You don't need to go do this for two years. Do one thing that's going to, to help you and try it, just try it. So, and that's, that's really how, how I started with that and shifting that mindset. So, I mean, I started journaling, I started meditating and, and maybe I'm not as religious as, as many other people are in, in their practices, but, but it was working for me. Mm-hmm. So where, where I started back in, I mean, 2016. Okay. I mean, I I've always been a, a top performer. I, I pride myself on that, but to the extent was never what it is, what it is today. So, I mean, okay. Yeah. I was, I, I remember like my first year I was uh, in the top 10 within the organization. Then, then my second year I was top five. Then I was top three. Um, last year I was, I was the number one uh, account executive uh, at Bloomberg industry group, um, which was a, a surreal feeling. You're like, Oh shit. Like this, <laughs> this actually happened. Like I actually did it. I remember sitting at our, uh, our national sales meeting, which was February of, of this year in 2020 for our 2019 achievements. And my, uh, my director of, of sales, uh, Lauren Agerstrand, she was explaining, she's like, oh, and this person has hit 222% of his quota. He sold X amount of money, all this stuff. And and I wasn't thinking about it as me, but then she calls my name and I'm like, <laughs> it just like sinks in and you're like, okay, cool. Like I, I did it. And so that, that was a, a springboard, but the, the thing that was a catalyst for me that the night after the awards ceremony, I was talking to our, um, our president of sales, uh, his name's Suck. And um, he came up to me and said, congratulations. Um, he's like, but it's really only impressive if you do it again. And so I sat there and I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, was, it was kind of like a driving force for me. At, like the first, I was like, that's kind of a mean thing to say. Like I just did a really, a really good thing. Um, but it was also a huge motivating factor for me. It's like, all right, I got to do it again. Of course, my, my quota goes up exponentially for, for the year of 2020. And um, Tej, you and I were, we were talking about this before, but so my, my quota for this year was right around, I don't know, half a million dollars, whatever it was. And, and I always set for myself, hey, I need, to, I need to double that. That to me is success. I need to double it. I need to hit over 200% because that, that is what I've done for the past four years. So if I didn't do that, I'm not living up to my potential. I'm not doing that. So this year I've, I've hit over a million dollars in sales. Um, I've, I've crushed records that have been, haven't ever been set by anyone in my type of position. And it feels good. I mean, I, I thought about it uh, the other day, like 200 would have been great. I, I could have hit that and, and that would have felt awesome, but hitting seven figures in sales in, in a position. And I know, I mean, everyone sells different products with different product value, but for me in this position, it's never been done before um, by anyone. So holding on to that and, and really more so not even the dollar figure it represents, but the number of, of organizations that I'm able to help and able to serve was, was better than anything that I could have ever thought of or dreamt of. I, I cover the top 100 tax and accounting firms. So that's nationwide. I mean, it's before, before COVID hit, I was on a plane in a new city every single day, 
I remember one of the weeks I was, I was in California, New York, Mississippi, Chicago, and then back to Portland. That was one week. So the burnout was, was a real factor <laughs> and, and almost to a, uh, to a weird extent. I mean, COVID and, and 2020 was, a, was a blessing. I wasn't, I couldn't be on a plane every single day. I couldn't be in a new state every single day. So um, that's, that's kind of where it's led me, but, but the driving force again, Tej goes back to Constantine, you have to be better than you were yesterday. You have to be better than you were last year. We are, we are our biggest competition and those who don't look at yourself of like, okay, well, my thoughts of yesterday were this, how do I shift that? And how do I look, look forward? How do I move forward to being a better version of myself? I'm not saying there aren't days where, where I don't, um, I'm not in my ruts or I don't have bad thoughts. I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm human as fuck. Like there are, <laughs> there are days where I am struggling, Tej, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, but, but it's the, it's having that voice, both voices inside of your head. Which one are you going to feed? I remember my mom told me a story. It's a, a Native American story of, of this son growing up and saying, hey, I feel like I've got the, the, um, the, the, the perspective of a sheep and the perspective of a wolf inside of me. Which one am I, Father? And, and the father responds, it's whichever one you feed. Mm -hmm. So what voice are you going to feed to yourself? What, what are you going to tell yourself? Are we going to be the, the sheep? Are we going to be the wolf? Um, and for me, I, I, it's again, going back to what I said before, Taze, it is a choice every single day. Mm -hmm. I could choose to have the negative thoughts or I could choose to think positively and, and grow from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, as you, as you walk through that, there's so much, uh, there were so many things I was thinking kind of just resonated with me as you were you're walking through that piece in itself. Um, backing up really quickly, how many salespeople in, in Bloomberg overall? Uh, over 300. Over 300. And being the number one sales guy, I think Constantine is being a little humble as he is, but he absolutely crushed it. He absolutely crushed it the past two years. And I'd love to highlight that. And the reason I asked that Constantine is the practices that we've been talking about, right? Like what's the, the recipe for your success? And we've, this whole episode is really being dedicated to that. And, 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 and it's easily, um, replicated, right? Like you can replicate those things for yourself. And as Constantine pointed out, some of those things, you know, you don't have to do all of everything that Constantine does, but, you know, take a couple of things away and, and try to practice them and put them into practice. But the, the, the neat thing is, if you noticed, we didn't really talk about, you know, the, the sales process, so to speak, and that's important, right? And every organization is a little different. Your product is going to be different. And that's, that's an important part of the sale, but the mindset and the practices are even more important. And that's what's really driving the results for Constantine. And he's, as you mentioned before, I'm, I'm assuming it's, it feels the more fulfilling, the most fulfilling part of it is who you're becoming, right? As you mentioned, am I, am I safe in assuming that is that it's not the number one spot that's really fulfilling is who you're becoming as a, as a byproduct of becoming the number one person. Absolutely, Tej. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. And that's something I, I coach my people on is like, forget about the goal, forget about the outcome. But really, what is going to tether you to that goal is your ability to say, well, what version does Tej need to be? Does Constantine need to be 
to be that number one person. That's again, going back to the fact that's the only thing that you can control. So how does Constantine act? How does Tej act if he was in that number one spot? Mm-hmm. That means I have to be disciplined. I have to be motivated. I have to be on point all the time. That is the ber- the version of me that would hit number one. Mm-hmm. It's not saying I need to make these calls. I need to do that. That is the byproduct that we're speaking about. But the the version of me, I mean, shifted over the years. I remember to this day, like once I got back from my a few of my intro immersions or my immersions with with Abundant, my line of questioning changed. It wasn't just Tej, what what tax software do you use? It's like, well, tell me about your tell me about your clients. Tell me what matters to them. I remember one one question I was sitting. I had my my boss uh, manager Glenn McRae. He was uh, doing a ride along with me. And, and he saw this shift over, over the years. But I remember asking one of my, one of my partners, um, Tej, how do you want me to show up for you in this relationship? Just ask the question, dead silence for probably, <laughs> probably a, good, a good 10 seconds. I think my manager, Glenn, was, was getting uncomfortable. I could tell the client was getting uncomfortable. And, uh, and the client, I mean, answered back. He's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> how do you want me to show up for you? And, and this stage, I bring this up because it's not just in, in business relationships. I'm not talking about this just from a business perspective. This is, this is something that I really try and do in all, all aspects, all relationships in my life. If you really are clear, if you're intentional, if you're asking those curious questions with, with your partner, with your spouse, with your friends, those relationships deepen. And those are the ones that I want to foster. I mean, we're, we're going through a, a time in society where it is so surface level. How are you turns into like, well, I'm good and, and I don't care and I'm going to move on. It's like, no, tell me what were the best parts of your day, Tej? What, what are you grateful for today? Those are things that, that I care about that I look for in other people that I want to create life with, that I want to have future with. Those are the types of of questions or answers that I look for. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I remember asking the client the question and and I'm like, no, Tej, I I really want to understand how do you want me to show up for you? Every interaction with my clients is different. Some say, well, Constantine, I want to hear from you once once a week, I want to hear from you once a quarter, or I, or I never want to hear from you. So I want to levy those expectations. I want to understand what does showing up for Tej mean versus what is showing up for Constantine mean. Mm-hmm. And without asking those questions, you're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping that shit sticks. Yeah. So um, that that really shifted through through my career and continues to evolve. Um, I love finding new questions and new ways to um, to differentiate myself. And I think that is one, one of the things when people are like, Constantine, why, why are you so good at this? Why do you, why do you have the success that you have? And I do say like, Hey, I, I ask different questions. I Mm -hmm. am different in that sense because I care in a different way. I guarantee you to this day, my competition, whether that's within my own company or my competitors to my company, I ask questions that people never even think of, never even dream of. I show up better for my partners than any other person uh, could possibly imagine. And that is something I, I really pride myself on and um, is something I want to continue to foster in, in my relationships. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's, that's such a great point. It's the standing out and, and being different than the status quo, right? Not just doing things the way that they've always uh, been done. Right. And uh, you know, as you, as you mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm again, and I want to and oppose you this question is, do you think a lot of what you've done and a lot of what we've talked about through your practices, through your involvement in the mastermind and other things have allowed you to go in and ask those difficult questions because you feel confident. So are those kind of the, the underlying pillars for that? Yeah, I, I would say absolutely, Tej. I mean, I think the fact is it, it gave me going back to what I was saying before, the education, yeah. the awareness of shifting from what we had learned before. And this is what sales has to be to this is what sales could be. And we are creating that. This is the evolution of it. I mean, if we're staying stagnant, yep. what the fuck are we doing? Mm -hmm. Something needs to change. Something needs to evolve. And I say change in, in both contexts. It could go backwards. It could go forwards. But what we're doing today is not going to be what gets us forward tomorrow. I have to change. I have to evolve. I have to adapt. Talking about 2020, what we were doing in 2019 obviously had to change here in 2020. Mm -hmm. And the businesses, the individuals that have seen success were the ones that were able to thrive in an environment of change that requested of them adaptation at the fastest point possible. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the education and the awareness piece, like I said before, I mean, before that, the call with, with Brian um, and before my, my immersions with, with Abundant, I never had that, that way of thinking. I mean, I've, I've read tremendous books and, and maybe, maybe I would have gotten to where I am today, but, but those conversations that those immersions were a catalyst to be like, Constantine, get your shit in gear. This is, this is the, a better way of thinking. And that's, that's helped me have the success that I've had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, what I took away from that is, as, as you're thinking about your growth and your future and what you want to accomplish, it really all starts with you, right? That's the the catalyst for everything else. And, you know, as I think back to the conversation we've had, uh, Constantine, it, it, that lens went inside and you said, you know, kind of a deeper vision for why you're doing the things you're doing and the competition wasn't external, it became you. How can I become the best version? And how can I show up differently, not for just your work and, and the, the work you do at Bloomberg, but for everything else in life, right? How can I become a better version uh, in that? And that's so beautiful. And it kind of, it, it, it anchors you to the, the future you, right? It's the, the, the famous Matthew McConaughey speech when he says, my hero is you know, meet in 10 years. And then when one day passes, you know, then it becomes 10 years again, right? So you're chasing your hero, which you will become in 10 years or whatever that time limited is. It could be five years, it could be 30 days, whatever you want to anchor yourself to, but that's going to drive you to become better every day because, you know, that's the, the anchor rather than anybody else, right? So that, that, that's kind of what I took away from, from the conversation today. And, you know, as we come to an end in the conversation, you, you, you touched on 2020 a little bit and, and what you've done this year in the, in the backdrop of a global pandemic and everything that's been happening, it's, it's quite amazing, right? You've been able to deliver those results. And we were talking about this a little bit prior to us recording is a lot of folks have taken 2020 to just be a scratch year. Like, let me just, let me just throw 2020 away and then let's see 2021. But I don't know what people are expecting. 2021 is going to be quite the same for yeah. a good chunk of the year. So it's 
it's as we lead into 2021, and this is going to be one of the last episodes of Growth Lab in 2020, it's what made you successful. And you've touched on this a little bit, but I think let's, let's take it head on. What's made you successful in 2020? And uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to assume, and, and I know a lot of it was the mindset that you took, in, took into 2020. Now that people lead into 2021, you know, how can they replicate that success that you've had um, and not just think of it as, you know, because, you know, the world is burning down. That means my, my life is burning down too. Right. Right. No, I, I think it's a, it's a great, a great point, Tej. I think the, um, I feel so very blessed to have had this mindset going into 2020, because I know with 100% certainty, if, if I was in my old way of thinking, I would have broken down, I would have continued complaining. And I'm not saying I haven't complained about the struggles that this year has come. And I don't mean to downplay the, the, the global pandemic that, that we are having. I know that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that have struggled, that have, have endured loss of, of loved ones, of business, of their, their livelihood. So I'm not downplaying that by any means, but the, the learning, the education that I had to, to receive everything as a gift. Um, and I know that, that you have a lot of that learning too, is like that, that helped me a lot this year. It was crucial for me this year. Um, but a lot, a lot has changed. So, I mean, I've, I've, I've grown out the hair. I've, I've had my, my pandemic, um, uh, beard come in. I've, I, I remember like 20, 2019. I mean, I was clean cut suit tie when I was traveling to all my clients and then, uh, started, started growing the hair out, started growing the beard out. And, um, <laughs> maybe it's good luck. Maybe I'll keep it. Like that. But, but long story short, I mean, 2020 every, every year, every day I choose to see as a blessing. It is absolutely a blessing every single day. So that mindset alone is, is what helps me project my, my future. Uh, if I look at this as, hey, what's good about today? And I, and I wrote, gosh, probably, I don't know how many columns. I called them Monday mindsets. I would post them on LinkedIn. I'd share within my organization of like, what do we get to do? We, we talk about, I mean, we hear this every day in life. Oh, I have to go pick up the kids. I have to go do this. I have to do that. And it's, it's in a complaint, not a complaining tone, but it's that mindset and shifting those things of saying like, well, I get to have a conversation with Tej today. I get to spend more time with my family at home that I would not have otherwise. I get to enjoy, I, I bought my, my first home back in December of 2019 and I was traveling. I mean, the first three months, I get to spend time at home and enjoy where, what I've created in my life. So it is absolutely a mindset, Tej. And to me, I mean, saying this again, it just makes life seem easier. If it is a simple choice in mindset and how we look at things versus, oh, it's a pandemic. And I, you don't, we don't have control over this. No one has control over this. The sooner you are able to respect that, understand that and receive that anything that any of us are going to do is not going to change the environment that we're in, the more than you're able to control your reflection. Mm -hmm. I had one of my, my, my good friends at the time, uh, she always told me you, you grow through what you go through. This year has been a tremendous year of growth. I've grown through the pandemic. 
I've gone through a breakup that I know you and I have, have shared stories on this, that in a, in a pandemic, when, when the world is burning, the last thing that we ever want to do is go through a fucking breakup. So it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Throw, throw more at me, but it is still a blessing Tej. And that's how I choose to look at it. I could look at it as, Hey, this, my, my world is ending. Uh, I don't have the, the person I saw my future with whatever it is, but it's, it is still a blessing. It's still a learning experience. And, um, I'm so very grateful for, I know it sounds weird saying I'm, I'm grateful for 2020, but this has been one of the best years of my life. And, and I choose to make it such every single year, 2021 will be better. 2022 will be better. Um, and that's a choice. That's, that's the manifestation we spoke about. It's, Hey, my, my hair is going to get longer. My beard's going to get longer. So everything is just going to, going to go from there. But, um, I, I encourage, and I invite everyone to consider that shift in mindset. Again, I'm not downplaying the, the struggles that have come from 2020. I'm human. I've had those struggles as well, but if we can look at it in a different lens through a different lens, um, and really appreciate the goods that have come from this. It, it, it has so much impact on, on people's energy, Tej. I, I have so many conversations. And yes, I, I talk with my clients. I talk with my partners about how has 2020 been for you? And the ones that are saying, hey, I'm sick of talking about the negatives. Those are the ones where we have true conversations of growth. And how can I support you and better, better um, uh, align with your vision for, for 20, the rest of 2020 and or 2021. Mm -hmm. But the ones who are saying, well, it sucks. I can't wait to rip this off the calendar and, and never look back at 2020. What did you learn this year? Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's any part in my life, Tej, that I, I say I've completely blacked that out or I, I don't want to, I don't want to look back at that reflection, self-awareness and reflection is one of the most crucial things that any of us can do in our life. And I think that um, not looking at this, not learning from 2020 would be a disservice to, to you, to, to your journey in life, to anyone's journey in life. Mm -hmm. If I think a mistake is only a mistake if you don't learn from it, if you don't grow from it. And with that, Take the time. I mean, this, this last week, we've got 10, 11 more days in 2020. Tej, I know you and I and, and, and many of the other people that we've had conversations with take this time to reflect what has 2020 brought us and what are we going to manifest and what are we going to create in 2021? Mm -hmm. I know that, that Tej and, and the Growth Lab podcast and the community, I mean, we look at that 1%. Take this time, look inward, look at what we've done this year and how we can make 2021 better. Mm -hmm. That's such a perfect way to, to end the episode. You know, as we talk about 2020 and the reflections, the two words that really you know, stood out to me as you were explaining that, Constantine, was perspective and choice. You know, those are the two things that really stood out is, is the perspective you take on what's happening because that's really the thing that it's in your control and the choices you make to manifest your reality? How do you go about uh, dealing with your circumstances, right? And again, you know, thank you for pointing out not to undermine or downplay what's happening in the world, uh, but at the same time, you have to uh, play into your internal locus of control, you know, and, and the things that are happening outside, you can be empathetic of the struggles, but then you can't live in them. 
you know, you have to grow out of them to your, I, I loved what you said about what you go through is what you grow through. You know, that's so beautiful. Um, so I think that's a, such a, such a good way. And I, I believe the way the timing works out, this is going to be the, either the last episode of 2020 or the first episode of 2021. So the timing of this works cool. out. Either <laughs> yeah, either way, it works out perfectly for people to reflect and not throw away 2020 and then start to think about what's your perception mindset for 2021 and uh, what are the choices, the, the wolf or the sheep? You know, what are you, what are you taking into 2021? So thank you so much, Constantine, for this conversation. It's been amazing. Uh, your inspiration. I'm, I'm inspired. I think I need to go sell some stuff now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this, this has been such an amazing conversation. Now, really quickly, uh, if somebody wants to engage with you or interact with you, you know, how can people find you? Yeah, absolutely, Tej. Um all, all social. Actually, I don't, I don't have a Twitter. I've, I've never had a Twitter, but uh, social, my, my Instagram is uh, Constantine Johns, uh, just, just my name. Uh, reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, those are, are good ways to get in touch. And, and if we want to connect further, happy to share my, my cell phone, email, all that stuff, but um, please engage. I mean, the best thing about, about our time here today, Tej, is, is the connection that you and I have, have continued to foster over the years. And, something that I am so very grateful for and continue to express gratitude for is like people like, like you um, are so, so very rare. Um, and I spoke about this before, but those are the people that I want to create life with that I want to continue having in my life. Uh, it, it builds, gives me energy, um, not only from, from you, but I mean, from within. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very, very grateful. Please reach out. I'm, I'm happy to have more of these conversations and um, so very grateful for, for you for holding space uh, for us here today, Tej, and I look forward to, uh, to hearing what the community has to say as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining and thank you for sharing your story, your perspective, the choices you've made and the person you're becoming. And, and, and as we've said in the episode, is that this is just one, one kind of uh, bullet point, right? This, the journey continues moving forward. So thank you again, Constantine. Appreciate the time today. My pleasure, Tage. Thanks, brother.